I'm Phil, and I'm here with my co-host and producer, Tammy, and together we uh, co-host the Homicide Canada podcast. Uh, this uh, this episode is, I believe, uh, Tammy, 29 or 30? It's the 30th. The thir- oh, wow. Okay. So we made it to 30. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is the 30th episode, and in this episode, we're going to cover uh, the homicides that happened in Canada in September of 2022. Uh, besides, uh, our, our podcast that you're listening to right now, we also have a website, homicidecanada.com. And if you go there, uh, we basically try to track every homicide that happens in Canada with an individual page for that homicide. And plus we try to aggregate it into, uh, cities and provinces and that. So yeah, like it's your one-stop shop for homicide information in Canada. Uh, we're also on social media. So on Twitter, uh, Homicide underscore Canada.com. It's a good place to, if you want to track uh, what's happening. Usually we'll put a, like a, a tweet up about every homicide. Uh, also, we're at, we're on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I would just go there to those sites and just search Homicide Canada and we should pop up. Okay, uh, so yeah, usually we'll do what we usually do for these episodes from the top. We'll just go over some stati- uh, some statistics and that. So uh, year to date in Canada... Uh, I guess we're recording October 18th. Uh, there's been 571 homicides that we've found. Uh, 416 were male, 118 were female. Uh, that projects out to a total uh, for 2022 of 716. And that compares to 690 that we found last year in 2021. So it does seem like Canada is ahead of last year's pace. Um, the other thing, too, is usually... Um, our projection right now is a little bit on the low side. So by the end of the year, um, and then even like a couple months in, we usually find some more homicides uh, for one reason or another that occurred in 2022 that uh, we didn't know about until till then. Uh, yeah. And then I guess uh, for that projected total of 716, uh, that means there's a homicide rate, a projected homicide rate per 100,000 people of 1.87 uh, in Canada for 2022. Uh, okay, what else? We got some other stats here. So for the big cities that we, or municipalities that we, we cover, um, yeah, so here's like what, uh, for, for the big cities, I'll go over the uh, annualized murder rates per 100,000 that we're projecting out for 2022. Okay, so in the lead by a long way uh, amongst the major municipalities is Winnipeg with 6.69 homicides per 100,000 people. Uh, then it's Regina with 3.32, uh, Edmonton with 3.23, uh, Halifax 2.57, Toronto 2.51, uh, Brampton 2.29, Calgary 2.02, uh, Montreal at uh, 1.92, Vancouver 1.89, Mississauga 1.75, Ottawa 1.48, and then Hamilton at the bottom at 0.66. Which is pretty weird because Hamilton's only had three homicides this year, and last year they had 19. So I'm not exactly sure what's going on in Hamilton this year, but it's a pretty big difference. Uh, yeah, so obviously Winnipeg had six is at 6.69 projected, uh, and Regina at 3.32, and that is actually slightly more than double that. Yeah, so, that's a huge jump. So that's yeah, that's pretty crazy. I think. What is Winnipeg? I think is at what forty homicides right now. I think so. Yeah. What's and the, the r- population difference between well, Winnipeg and Regina? I think Regina is a lot smaller. Uh, I think they only have six right now. So uh, oh, I think okay. it, they, I think Regina might only have like two hundred thousand people. And oh, okay. So, yeah, so it is a lot smaller. This is obviously for hundred k. 
Uh, I think, yeah, or Winnipeg is 40 now. And I think the record from a few years ago for homicides in Winnipeg is 44. So I think it's pretty clear that Winnipeg's going to beat that this year. Yeah. So I don't know what's different in Winnipeg this year. Um, that they're going to beat that record. But yeah, that seems to be the case. So we'll, we'll keep tracking that. And yeah, actually, by the time we record our next episode, Winnipeg could have beaten the record. It's certainly possible. Uh, okay, so and then some provincial stats. Um, so Manitoba, which obviously Winnipeg is the capital of Manitoba, uh, is the province with the, mo- the highest murder rate right now at 6.45 per 100,000 projected. Uh, Saskatchewan next at 5.21. Um, that is raised somewhat because of a, obviously a pretty big set of homicides we will talk about later in the episode. Uh, and then, yeah, and then for 5.21, we go all the way down to 2.73 per 100,000 for British Columbia in third, uh, Alberta in fourth with 2.65, and then Nova Scotia with 1.68, Ontario at 1.55, New Brunswick at 1.46, Quebec below one at 0.78, uh, Newfoundland even lower at 0.49, and Prince Edward Island has not had a homicide yet this year, so good for them, although admittedly they're pretty small population-wise. Uh, okay. And yeah, we have an uh, email address. It's info at homicidecanada.com. And yeah, if we missed a murder, you can hit us up there or you could probably hit us up on Twitter or Facebook. And yeah, and also on the website, yeah, if, if you want to check out, like we have a, a tab at the top and like there's provincial uh, page for each province in that. So if you want to check out what's going on there and then we have a municipal page that gives links to pages for each big city in that. So say you're in Toronto and you want to know what homicides there's been and yeah go to to the municipal links and go to the toronto page and yeah you can find out how many there are and uh yeah and links to all the individual homicides okay for september 2022 there were a total of 66 homicides compared to 70 in september 2021 that's a six percent decrease there were 18 female victims 41 males and seven unknown genders I wonder, like, with the unknown gender, I wonder if they eventually turn out to be male or female, more likely, or... I'm not sure. I know that two of the seven are children, so I, okay, I'm so, not sure. Yeah. They probably won't ever say. So, yeah, that's probably going to be more random, I suppose. But, yeah. yeah. But for the adults, I'm not really sure. Uh, okay. Uh, now we'll do the section where we talk about the oldest uh, victim of the month in Canada for September 2022 and the youngest. So the oldest victim was... 88-year-old Viola Herb in Wilmot Township. Um, emergency services responded to a medical call at a home on Sand Hills Road in Wilmot Township on September 24th at approximately 1.20 p.m. Um, I guess that's on Ontario. Uh, on arrival, uh, paramedics located 88, 88-year-old Viola Herb deceased. Uh, the cause of death has not been released. However, Re- Waterloo Regional Police, in partnership with the Office of the Chief Coroner, had determined that the death was a homicide. Uh, Waterloo Regional Police announced on September 29th that a 39-year-old Wilmot Township male has been arrested and charged with second-degree murder. Uh, the accused, who has been identified in outlets as Eric Burr, is apparently the victim's grandson. And according to his LinkedIn profile, he works for his grandmother's, or sorry, grandparents' company, Herb Transport Limited, as a corporate parts and warranty manager. So yeah, um, it's... You know, it's sadly common you see, like, children, um, you know, as the perpetrator and homicide of their parents and that, but it's pretty rare for a grandson to kill a grandparent. So, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's, like, all... If you go to their website, like, the Herb Transport, there's, like, 
all these family photos and stuff with, like, the whole family oh, works wow. there. Okay, it's kind of yeah. weird. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. So that's obviously pretty sad. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, I guess we probably won't learn too much more until um, a trial, I would assume. Yeah, probably. Okay. Uh, and then the youngest was a two-year-old that was part of a triple homicide in Broussard, Quebec. Uh, so SPAL was called to intervene at 8320 Boulevard de Saint-Laurent in Broussard on September 25th to assist the Longueuil uh, Fire Department. Uh, three people, a 38-year-old woman and two children ages two and five, were located unconscious at the scene. Uh, the victims were quickly taken and transported to a hospital where all three victims died of their injuries. Um, there is a publication ban on the victim's identity at this time. Uh, a man was taken into custody at the scene. This is scheduled to appear in court on Monday, t September 26th, to face charges of murder and arson. Uh, yeah, so uh, obviously we don't know, but probably a domestic dispute, one would have to think. So. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, I'm not sure when we'll, we'll find out anything more, any more about that, uh, but we will report on it if we do in a future episode uh okay uh yeah now we'll go on to uh how many homicides there were in each province in september uh ontario the most populous province led with 21 uh quebec the second most pro uh second most populous province had 12 homicides as did saskatchewan uh bc was next in fourth with eight uh then manitoba was six Alberta with four, uh, Nova Scotia with two, uh, the Yukon Territory with one, uh, New Brunswick with zero, uh, Newfoundland with zero, uh, Nunavut with zero, uh, and PEI with zero. Okay, so cities for with more than one homicide, James Smith Cree Nation, there was an 11 person mass stabbing that we'll talk about very soon um toronto there were seven and two of them were a double homicide montreal had six brassard had three that was a triple homicide i'm not sure how to say this longue uh, longueil longueil had two and that was a double homicide winnipeg had five ottawa had three milton had two that's part of a triple homicide, including the third victim who was shot in Mississauga. Mississauga had two. Penticton had two, and that was also a double homicide. And murders by type, there were 25 stabbings, 21 unknown, 13 shootings, and seven others. Okay, so obviously there's the stabbing we're going to talk about soon um, that pumped up the stabbing numbers by a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because usually shootings are the highest in that, but yeah, but not this time. Uh, okay. Um, let's see here then. All right. So now we're going to, in part of the episode where we're going to go through some more of the, the note, more noteworthy uh, homicides that happened in September. Um, I have to say, yeah, this month there wasn't, um, like, as Tammy said earlier in the episode, like there was slightly less homicides than in September, but of the mm -hmm. homicides that did occur, uh, yeah, they were some. They were not your run-of-the-mill ones. Some of them. Okay, so the first one is you've probably heard of it. Um, Eleven dead, fifteen injured in the Saskatchewan mass stabbing. Uh, police arrested Miles Sanderson, who died in custody. So. Uh, yeah, so Saskatchewan RCMP responded to a call reporting a stabbing 
at the, jo uh, the James Cree Nation uh, Reserve on September 4th at 5.40 a.m. Uh, in the following minutes, police received multiple calls reporting additional stabbings at different locations in the community. Um, at 7.12 a.m., Saskatchewan RCMP issued an initial dangerous persons alert to James Smith Cree Nation residents and surrounding communities, including Candle Lake, Prince Albert, Melfort, Humboldt, and Rosthern, asking the public to seek shelter. Um, at 8.20 a.m., the dangerous person alert was extended to the entire province of Saskatchewan as the investigation confirmed the two suspects, Damian Sanderson and Miles Sanderson, were traveling in a vehicle. Um, RCMP announced at 3.40 p.m. that they located 10 people deceased and at least 15 people have been hospitalized. Uh, police said the stabbings were at random at 13 locations, wow, 13 locations in the communities of the James Smith Cree Nation and Weldon in Saskatchewan. Uh, yeah, and then we have, we have an update uh, from September 5th. So Damien Sanderson was located deceased, that's his brother. Uh, police confirmed he had visible injuries and not believed to self-inflicted. So that was interesting where initially that day they sort of said that it was both Damien and his brother. Yeah. And that they were the perpetrators. But yeah, it came out later that Damien was also a victim. I'm not, I wonder why they thought that he was originally like part of it in that. I don't know. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Maybe they were traveling together yeah. and they just figured. Okay. So then on September 7th, the police identified the deceased victims as 23 uh, sorry, 23-year-old Thomas Burns, 46-year-old Carol Burns, 28-year-old uh, Gregory Burns, 61-year-old Lydia Gloria Burns, 48-year-old Bonnie Burns, 66-year-old Earl Burns, 49-year-old Lana Head, 54-year-old uh, Christian Head, 49-year-old uh, Robert Sanderson, and I guess also, uh, yeah, all victims were from the James, Cree, uh, James Smith Cree Nation in Saskatchewan. Uh, the last victim was 78-year-old Wellesley Peterson of Weldon, Saskatchewan. I guess um, also then also his brother Damien was a victim too, right? Yeah, they confirmed that on October 6th, okay. I think. Yeah, I guess mention that later on. Um, uh, police confirmed one teen, young teen was injured and the remaining injured are all adults. Uh, Miles Sanderson was located and taken to police custody near Rosthern, Saskatchewan at approximately 3.30 p.m. on September 7th. Uh, shortly after his arrest, he went into medical distress. Uh, nearby EMS were called by the police to attend the scene, and he was transported to a hospital in Saskatoon. Uh, he was pronounced deceased at the hospital, and the cause of death was a drug overdose. Um, on October 6th, uh, the RCMP announced that after completing 250 interviews, processing over 670 exhibits, uh, reviewing and following up on over 911 calls for service. Uh, investigators have determined that Damien Sanderson was also the victim of homicide, Miles Sanderson. That was obviously Damien's the brother of Miles. Uh, Miles Sanderson committed all the homicides alone, bringing the homicide to total to 11. All charges related to this investigation were withdrawn by, the, withdrawn by the Crown following the deaths of Miles and Damien Sanderson. Uh, yeah, so obviously I think that's like the most victims in Canada in one incident since I'm not sure when like when there would have been more than 11. I don't know what the, the van, the van, Toronto van killings maybe? Or? There, I think there was 10 in that one. Oh, okay. So I don't know when that would have been higher then. Yeah, I'm not sure. We could always look back on our oh, yeah, we'll have to look that. We should, top 10. We'll have to look that up and see. Um, yeah, we also, yeah, we have a page on the website with the, the top 10 sort of 
homicide events in Canada in mo- modern era and that. So we probably have to update that if we haven't already. Yeah. Uh, we also, we did like a podcast episode of that. And I don't know. <laughs> I think we might have to update that as well. Yeah. We might have to do a... another version. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, a man was killed while attempting to aid a young female involved in a violent altercation with another man. South Simcoe police discovered a male in distress on Holland, Holland Street West in the area of Deer Run Crescent in Bradford, Ontario, on September 4th at approximately 4.30 a.m. Police said the victim was suffering from a fatal injury and he was pronounced deceased at the scene. The victim's identity and cause of death have not been released at this time. Investigators said in a press release that their initial investigation has determined the deceased man came to the aid of a young female involved in a violent altercation with the accused on Holland Street West. The female was taken to a local hospital and treated for non-life-threatening injuries and then released. A male suspect later surrendered to the police and there's no threat to the public safety and the accused has been taken into custody on a charge of second-degree murder. And, and so we, we don't have any names on any of the... No, on, nothing. On the, the victims or the perpetrators. Okay. All right. Uh, okay, so the next one is... Uh, Battle rapper Pat Stay was uh, fatally stabbed in Halifax, Nova Scotia. So Halifax police announced on September 4th that they located a man in the area of the 1600 block of Lower Water Street at approximately 12.35 a.m., suffering from a stab wound. Uh, The victim was transported to a hospital where he died of his injuries. Uh, The victim was identified as local rapper, uh, 36-year-old Patrick Wayne Stay. Uh, according to reports, Stay was stabbed on the dance floor at the Yacht Club Social. Uh, a GoFundMe was created to help Stay's family, and it's generated more than $80,000 in the first 24 hours. Uh, here's an update from September 10th. Uh, police, Halifax police announced that on September 10th, they took a 31-year-old man in relation to uh, Patrick's homicide into custody. And uh, the police are searching for a cell phone that might have been found in the area of Prince and Lower Water Streets. Uh, anyone who found a phone or anyone who has videos or photos from the area in time should call police at 902-490-5020. So I guess a battle rapper is kind of, how would you describe that? I guess they, they get two rappers in that and then they... Yeah, I guess like one di- would try to own the other. The other. I, yeah, I guess that's, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true in that. So yeah, I guess apparently it was pretty... It was, pretty good at being about a rapper from what i've read of that so we did a, an episode a while ago about rapper homicides um in canada um i don't know i think like we can probably do a part two of that coming up pretty soon because it seems like there's a fair number of them toronto homicide 1551 alpha henry has been charged with the murder of his parents in etobicoke toronto police were called to the report of a stabbing at 27 bergmont avenue on september 21st at approximately 1:40 a.m On arrival, police located a man and a woman inside an apartment unit deceased and a man located nearby the apartment building who had been stabbed. He was transported to a hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. The victims have been identified as Colin Henry, 68 years old, and Veronica Henry, 67 years old, of Toronto. Alpha Henry, 28 years old, is the victim's son, and he was arrested nearby and charged with two counts of first-degree murder. So Alpha, that's um, quite the first name. So the next one then, so uh, let's see here. Okay, so Nicholas Ibey, I-B-E-Y, uh, was charged with the murder of Savannah P. 
Pikiak, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, in Ottawa, Ontario. Uh, so Ottawa police were called to an address located in the 1 to 100, 100 block of Woodvale Drive on September 11th at approximately 10.22 a.m. Um, on arrival, police discovered Savannah Pikuyak, 23 years old, of oh, okay, Sanar Rajak, uh, Nunavut, and deceased. Uh, Nicholas Ivey was taken into custody and charged with second-degree murder in relation to the homicide. Uh, the cause of death has not been revealed at this time. Um, according to the CBC, Pikuyak had just moved to Ottawa from Nunavut to attend Algonquin College on September the 8th. Uh, Pikuyak had answered a Facebook marketplace ad for a rental and moved to a room in a row house located at 4 Woodville Green. Uh, Ivey was her roommate and the, the home was owned by his brother. So, yeah, that's obviously a pretty sad case. Yeah. Because uh, that was September 11th. and It's like a couple days. A couple days. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, not, not good. So, uh, yeah, I don't really know what to say about that. But, yeah, that's, that's pretty sad when you go and move into some places. Obviously, we all know that there's uh, it's a pretty tough rental situation across Canada everywhere in that. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of, especially going to school and that. I guess you take what you can get, but... Obviously, you're hoping that you're not going to get murdered. Montreal rapper Young A. Stunnin dead and two injured in a downtown Montreal shooting. Montreal police were called to a shooting at the corner of De La Montage and St. Antoine Streets on September 20th at 7.55 p.m. Police didn't find any victims at the reported scene and began a search where they located two men in their 20s with gunshot wounds at the George Vanier metro station. A third man, also in his 20s, was later located near the corner of St. Antoine and St. Martin streets. One man was pronounced at the scene and the other two were taken to hospital in critical condition. The deceased has been identified as Jean-Philippe Adam, who is also known as rapper Young A. Stunnin. No arrests have been made at this time, and that death marks the 25th Montreal homicide of 2022. Do you know if he was on Spotify or not? I don't. I'll look it up while you talk about the next one. Okay. Uh, let's see here. All right. So the next one here. Okay. So, uh, okay. This, obviously, you might have heard this. More likely if you're in Ontario, but uh, okay. So uh, an active shooter was fatally shot by police in a Hamilton cemetery after three were killed and two injured in Peel and Halton regions. Uh, so police said the first shootings were reported in Mississauga in the Argentinia Road at Winston Churchill Boulevard area where one person was killed in a coffee shop and another taken to a local tra trauma center on September 12th uh, at 2.15 p.m. Uh, the deceased was a Toronto police officer, Constable Andrew Hong, 48, a 22-year-old veteran of the Toronto Police Force. Uh, the suspect, who has been identified as 40-year-old Sean Petrie, of no fixed address, fled to a nearby parking lot and, while carjacking a black SUV, shot the male driver before fleeing the scene. Uh, that male was transported to a trauma center where he underwent surgery for his injuries. Uh, Petrie has a, an extensive criminal record dating back 20 years with convictions for assault, armed robbery, robbery, carrying a concealed weapon, careless storage of a firearm, possession of a loaded, prohibited or restricted firearm, possession of property obtained by crime, theft under $5,000, uh, failure to comply with a pro probation order, and failure to comply with recon uh, recon recognizance. 
Uh, sorry, recognize. Uh, oh, well, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> in 2007, he was placed on the national flagging system after being deemed a high risk to reoffend. I've never heard of the national flagging system. I should yeah, probably look, me neither. look that up. Okay. Uh, the second shooting occurred at Milton or in Milton, Ontario, MK Auto Repairs in a plaza on Main Street and Bronte Street around 2.51 p.m. Uh, Halton police said one person had pronounced dead and two others had been taken to hospital. Uh, family and friends of the victim identified him as Shaquille Ashraf. Uh, the Ontario Special Investigation Unit said preliminary information suggests the following. Uh, at approximately 4.30 p.m. on September 12, uh, 2022, officers from Halton Regional Police Service and Halton Police Service located a man suspected to be involved in the serious incidents in Mississauga Milton in the area of York Boulevard in Hamilton. Uh, there was an interaction and police shot the man in Mount Hamilton Cemetery near York Boulevard. Uh, paramedics were called. The, the man died at the scene. That is Petrie. Uh, seven investigators and two forensic investigators have been assigned to the case. Uh, on September 17th, uh, Satwinder Singh, 28th of Milton, died of his injuries at Hamilton General Hospital. Uh, Satwinder was a national student from India who was working part-time at MK Auto Repairs at the time of the shooting. So, yeah, that's obviously a pretty crazy case where, obviously, I guess, from what I've read, the Petrie was in the, I guess it was a, what, a, it was a Tim Hortons. Yeah. And w was there for several hours. And then, I guess, when Hong came in, um, shot him. And then, yeah, and then went to, well, carjacked the car or the SUV and then went to this auto repair place in Milton and, I guess, shot two people there and then, I guess, drove towards to, to Hamilton and that um yeah I wonder if we'll ever find out if there was a connection or if it was all like it does seem strange I don't was it reported that he the he used to work at our at RMK I can't remember or MK? oh I don't know I don't know yeah I, I can't remember if I heard but that why not. did he shoot the cop I yeah that's obviously yeah like why didn't he go there directly so yeah it does seem it does seem pretty strange so yeah a very yeah it's a weird case um yeah, we probably won't really know all the reasons why why he did that and that. So, okay. So I looked up Young A. Stunnin. Yep. He has five singles on Spotify and over a hundred and twenty. You mean a hundred and like hundred and twenty thousand streams? Like yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> not, yeah, not a hundred and twenty. <laughs> it wouldn't be that popular then. But, no. Uh, yeah. But so yes. that's like at least semi popular. Yeah, for sure. So. But it looks like the first. Uh, single he put out was in 2018 so he's a relatively new rapper so, yeah, too he's got pretty uh, he's pretty young in that so yeah okay um another promising rap career cut short yeah james richard akins identified as the victim of a homicide in whitehorse whitehorse rcmp responded to the report of a deceased male on a rural property north of whitehorse on august 27th 2022 at around 9 p.m so this one's an August one that we didn't find out till September. Oh, okay. Um, an autopsy was performed, and RCMP revealed on September 23rd that the victim had been identified as 41-year-old James Richard Atkins, also known as Just Rick, from BC. While his cause of death has not been released, investigators said his death is a homicide. At this time, it's also suspected that the homicide investigation is related to the missing persons investigation of Chad Oliver McGill, he was reported missing on August 30th, 2022. Chad McGill remains missing after his vehicle was found abandoned in Yukon on August 26th. 
Anyone with information about the homicide or the whereabouts of Chad McGill, his picture's on our webpage, is asked to contact their local police or call directly the M Division Major Crimes Unit or Historical Case Unit at 867-667-5500. And the homicide of Akins is the first Yukon homicide of 2022. Huh. Okay, um, so the next one... Uh Winnipeg police investigated the homicide of Melissa Cook. Uh, according to Winnipeg police, Melissa Cook, uh, a 41-year-old, passed away in hospital on August 20th, 2022, after suffering severe burns to her body. Uh, on September 25th, uh, the chief medical examiner's office determined that her death was a homicide. Uh, police said Melissa was unhoused while in Winnipeg and may have resided in encampments. Uh, she had also spent time at Siloam Mission, and in the South Point Douglas area, uh, investigators believe Melissa sustained her burns uh, between late June and early July. Um, she notified a shelter about her injuries in July and was transported to a hospital where she remained until she died of her injuries. Uh, investigators hope to speak with anyone who knew Melissa, knew about her injuries, or anyone who may have been victimized similarly. So, Yeah, that, that seems kind of scary. Like, Yeah. Maybe one day we'll find out would happen but that is like yeah obviously malicious burning yeah and uh yeah and uh, it's yeah interesting too that um yeah that it seemed like yeah she actually had the these burns for quite some time in that but obviously like being yeah. severely burnt is not good and not that surprising that someone could die later on from it so yeah okay so uh, that covers all the like the most notable homicides that occurred in September of 2022. Uh, now we'll talk a bit about some updates and arrests uh, that we've heard about recently. Uh, so this is an update in the Ariel Kaplan case. Uh, so the backstory is uh, Durham Regional Police were called to the area of Uxbridge Concession Road 6 and Albright Road after a homeowner located a a hockey bag floating in a pond and contacted police on May 10th. Um, the remains were sent to the Ontario Forensic Pathology Services, who confirmed the identity of the victim to be Ariel Kaplan, 32, of Toronto. Uh, on October 3rd, Durham Regional Police and the Toronto Police Service have conducted over 100 interviews, analyzed hundreds of thousands of data files and documents from dozens of judicial auth auth authorizations uh, to advance this investigation. Uh, police uh, investigators believe that on the night of his disappearance, Kaplan had dinners uh, or had dinner with several acquaintances at a restaurant in the Yorkville, Yorkville area. Do we know what the restaurant was? Or? No, they didn't release that. You think okay. they would have. Yeah, you think they would have. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, according to witnesses and a review of the victim's cell phone data, we believe, uh, the police believe he attended that restaurant sometime after 9 p.m. on August 29th, 2021. Uh, Kaplan had ties to the Russian and Jewish communities in Toronto, and he had business relationships with members of the Somalian Italian and Mexican communities. Um, I'm not sure exactly what they're trying to say there. Yeah, uh, it seems a little <laughs> suspicious. Uh, investigators are trying to identify the perpetrators and are also interested in eliminating those who were not involved in his murder. Uh, investigators are looking to speak with anyone spoke with or saw Kaplan prior to his disappearance in August 2021. Um, anyone who was present at the dinner with him on August 29, 2021 or any employees of restaurants in the Yorkville area that remember Kaplan at their establishment last year is asked to call 1-888-579-1520, extension 5444. Four, I think. Um, 
yeah, so obviously, I think if you're reading between the lines, that's probably an underworld uh, yeah. type thing and that. So, yeah, he was seen in, a, I assume, since it's Yorkville, Toronto, a fancy restaurant, and then ends up in, uh, I guess, a pond in a hockey bag in Durham. Yeah, so, like yeah. in Uxbridge. That's a, yeah. what, like an hour from yeah. Toronto-ish? Yeah, depending on traffic, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know, maybe if you took the 407, you might get there quicker, but uh, anyways. Crazy. Okay, so there's been an update in a Squamish homicide. Riverdale actor charged in relation to the death of his mother, Barbara Waite, in Squamish, B.C. So the backstory here, the Integrated Homicide Investigation Team was investigating after RCMP located a deceased female after completing a welfare check on April 1st, 2020 in the 40,000 block of Government Road in Squamish. The IHID has identified the victim as 64-year-old Barbara Waite. Police said Waite died from a gunshot wound to the back of the head. Her 21-year-old son, who is Riverdale actor Ryan Grantham, turned himself in and has been charged with second-degree murder in his death, in her death, sorry. Grantham had no criminal record prior to his arrest, and on September 23rd, according to reports, court records show that Grantham recorded on a GoPro video after the murder where he confessed to killing his mother and shows her body. The following day, he covered the body with a sheet and surrounded it with lit candles and hung a rosary from a piano before driving east to Ottawa with guns, ammunition, and a Molotov cocktails. His plan was to kill the Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, but he drove to Hope, B.C. with the idea of committing a mass shooting at Simon Fraser University or on the Lionsgate Bridge. Grantham, who has pleaded guilty to second-degree murder, has been sentenced to life in prison with no parole uh, for 14 years. So, yeah. Yeah, that's um, interesting well, on a lot of levels. Um, yeah. Obviously, the Riverdale connection. Uh, I was just going to say for the last point, obviously, only second degree murder and only potentially 14 years. I uh, know. So is that like a like a privileged sentence? Like, it just seems I so bad. So like, that's terrible. I guess he pleaded guilty, and I guess maybe the fact that he pled guilty the Crown, uh, maybe there was a deal between the Crown and the, and, and the defense rather than or he, he pled, then he wouldn't get first in 25 right. years. But um, but know. still, he's he's 21. So say he gets yeah, but yeah, he 20 could, years. He could be out, he could be out fairly soon. Well, relatively soon for, yeah. uh, for homicide. Uh, obviously, the Riverdale actor. Uh, I only watched some of the first season of Riverdale. Uh, obviously, have some friends that I like, really like the show, and I guess it was already pretty strange in the first season, and it got kind of more unhinged. So I don't know. Oh. This almost sounds like a like something from uh, Riverdale. Oh, really? Uh, That's so weird. Was. I thought it was just like Archie and. It, well, yeah, it it, it kind of is, but I don't know. It's kind of diverged from that, I guess, a little bit in that. Um, I don't. I'm trying to remember. I'm not sure. Like, like obviously, he was not one of the big people, our famous pe- characters. No, I think he wasn't Jughead or anything. So. No, I. My cousin, she she lives and works in Vancouver, and she said, "Oh, a lot of the Riverdale actors come into my work because she's at a restaurant, but." She said, not that guy. Like, okay. I've never seen him before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the other thing about, like, just getting circled back to the second-degree murder in 14 years, as you mentioned earlier, like, uh, 
Wade died from a gunshot wound to the back of the head. So yeah, that's like... That's obviously fairly premeditated in that. So yeah. I don't know. And then also... And the, then planning to kill the prime minister. And then also covering the body of the sheet. Uh, and videotaping and everything. And it with like, candles and a rosary uh, from the piano and that. So obviously... I don't know. Very I guess the one, that, the one thing is, is that, person. yeah, like, I'm not sure if he was totally in of sound mind and body well, when this happens, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, but obviously... Uh, and I don't know anything about that bridge. Uh, a lot of people go on that bridge. Yeah, that's, that that, that's like, kind of like one of the big bridges in Vancouver and that, I think. Oh, okay. So, so, yeah, obviously, I guess that'd be one place you could do it. Um, yeah. Hmm. Okay, so, yeah, Riverdale actor. I don't know. But some strange ones this month, for sure. Uh, okay. Uh, a Quebec, Quebec man was charged in a 22-year-old uh, murder. It was a cold case. Uh, so the backstory, Guylaine Potvin, uh, 19, was found murdered in her apartment in Jonquier, uh, now a borough of Saguenay, Quebec, north of Quebec City, in April 28, 20, 2000. Uh, she lived with two female roommates, also students, who were not home when the killing took place inside their Panette Street residence. Uh, Mark Andre Grignon, 47, was charged Thursday, October 13th, with the first degree murder charge, uh, first degree murder charge, and aggravated sexual assault of Guylaine Potvin. Uh, he was also charged with attempted murder and sexual assault in a separate violent attack that took place in Quebec City in July 2000, in which the victim survived. Um, so, yeah, so like Grignon was 47. Obviously now, but like he like if it was uh, in two thousand twenty two years ago, could, yeah, it could be. They would have been around twenty five then. Uh, I don't know. I guess do we know? It's like this a DNA type thing in that where they had a sample and managed to match it, or yeah, they haven't really released anything. But they were saying that there could be more vi like victims that okay. may have run into him, and they released online like his mug shots from okay yeah, from that time from when he was even younger okay, till yeah. now. So but the one from this time, I yeah. remember seeing that on TV because it was just like, whoa, I think it scared the crap out of me. Yeah. Uh, interesting that, yeah, like a cold case that's getting solved like 22 years later. That's, that's kind of amazing. So an update in Hamilton's 16th homicide of 2021. Ryan Cannon has pleaded guilty to manslaughter in the beating death of his dad, Jacob Ardgena. Backstory. Hamilton police and Hamilton paramedic service responded to 2130 King Street East for an unresponsive male on October 27th. Police and paramedics arrived to find 47-year-old Jacob Ardgana in distress inside an apartment. Paramedics provided life-saving measures but were unable to revive him and he was pronounced deceased. Investigators said he had several visible injuries to his body and there were signs of a disturbance inside the apartment. As a result of the investigation, police declared the death of Ardgana a homicide and made arrests. On Saturday, November 13th, Hamilton police arrested Ryan Cannon, 27, from Hamilton and Victoria Rolfe, 25, of Hamilton. Both were charged with second-degree murder. And there was an update on October 16th. According to the Hamilton Spectator, Ardgana had just gotten out of prison when he moved into the apartment with his son and his son's girlfriend three days before the killing. During the night of the attack, Cannon was high on fentanyl when he beat his father with a stick. Cannon has pleaded guilty to manslaughter, and the charge against Rolf, who was 25 at the time, is expected to be withdrawn. So, okay. yeah. So, that's, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I guess a pretty sad domestic in that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Interesting that the, the, the girlfriend was charged originally with secondary murder, but then the, it was withdrawn. And I can't say it's surprising that he, uh, he pled down to manslaughter. That's pretty common in, can- in Canada yeah. for homicides and that. So uh, I guess we don't, we don't know. Like, I don't think he's been sentenced yet, obviously. So no. yeah, we'll figure out, find out how much he did. Um, yeah, I don't know the fact if he's high in fentanyl, if that'll be like a factor in sentencing and that. Um, I don't know. And I guess we don't know um, what precipitated the event. Uh, yeah. So I don't know there. Maybe there's some circumstances with that. Uh, yeah, but we'll keep following the case and so we'll find out. Uh, interesting that I guess October 27th of 2021 is when the homicide occurred and that that's already kind of like through the case, but I guess obviously he pled guilty of that. So yeah, it's pretty fast for the Canadian justice system um, for homicide. For sure. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so this has been the, our three episode um, of the homicide Canada podcast. Uh, yeah. And so basically, yeah, just to reiterate what we said at the top. Yeah. We got a website, homicidecanada.com. So we try to have a post for every homicide and plus pages for all the provinces and major municipalities. So yeah, if you want to like, know about a homicide or just curious about like how many homicides have been in your city or province, then you can come check us out. Uh, our email is at info at homicidecanada.com. So you can tell us if we missed a murder in your municipality or province. Sometimes we do. Uh, we're not always super fast and, or sometimes we just miss it, especially if it's a smaller community. And if there's anything else you want to say uh, and our Twitter is homicide underscore Canada. Uh, our DMS are always open and yeah, you can also check us out on Facebook or Instagram uh, just search Homicide Canada and we should come up. So yeah, that's it for this episode.